started the dirt on Tulsa. You got it. Good morning, good afternoon, Tulsa Music Stream here. I am your host, Scott Squires. This is Nine, and that is Jana, and we are so grateful to be with you guys here on NFL Sunday. That is October Recording in progress. 10th. We have our NFL Sunday best on, right. too. And, so. Yeah, and we got uh, Red Zone on, so we you know keeping up with everything. You can't see it, but the game is right there. It's yeah. true. Yeah, so uh, let's oh. th- let's thank everybody. Vincent, Leo, Charlie. Hey, hey, the cats joined us. I'm glad today. they. I'm glad they're here. What's that- up, Jamie Hooper, <laughs> Tracy Long, Mama Gay, Teresa Gaddy's in the house. Yeah, sup, girl. Hey, yeah, Stacy Lundgren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, make sure you share and um, our page or the stream on your pages, your favorite groups, and your favorite, um, what do you call those? You got your groups, you got your pages. What else do you have? Um, I think that's it. I think you covered it. Yeah. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> well, you can also stream us on Twitter, and you can also stream us on YouTube, and make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube. That would really be grateful on that one as well so yes. we have a great show for you guys tonight we have eric frantinos the guitar player for steven piercy yeah. he's uh does a lot he does a lot of work with steven um as far as like recording um writing engineering just he's just a, a master of his craft he and is. so yeah. it's going to be incredible conversation with him today and we are looking forward to it so what's up jana well like you said we, um awesome show coming up we're so excited eric's been such a nice guy to deal with in setting up this interview he had a a show last night we can't wait to ask him about that and learn more about his history and background after our interview with eric we're we're going to do a recap of tulsa music stream and its origin and how it started here this is our last episode here at this location we're going to be moving in a couple weeks and um a little bit bittersweet. Um, we're excited about about the future. We, we've got good stuff coming up, uh, but man, we made some special memories here. You know, this uh, we're, we're going to go back through some fun screenshots of previous episodes and talk a little bit about how we got the start and and how special it's been and how it's grown. You can see the growth just in the screenshots. It's pretty funny. To, we are we are going to go through the park reminiscing. We are, and we like to do that. We definitely like to do that. Mr. Ferentinos is waiting in the room, so I'm going to work on getting him in here. So I wonder what it's like to be in the green room on Zoom. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. I've never done that. Well, they it's have cake. Pro- and it's probably pretty Cake special. and bottled Evian water. <laughs> right. right. Chocolate. Is it Evian? Okay. Evian? Hi, Eric. Can you... Okay, he's connecting to audio. We see your picture. We are. How you doing, bud? What's happening, everybody? Hey, man, man. it's great to see you. Can you hear everything? Okay. So far, so good. Excellent. Making my own adjustments here on the fly. Yeah, you do your thing and get comfortable there. Well, we have so much to dive into with you. Uh, Not only to learn about your your history and and your current goings on, but we we have to know how was last night's show. We know you guys were at the 
It was the SoCal Bike Festival at Lake Elsinore, California. Mm-hmm. Looks like from the pictures and the posts we saw, it was pretty off the chain. Tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> well, it was it was like a weird dream <laughs> in the sense that uh, it was a big venue. It was a, it was a baseball uh, stadium, but they weren't like allowing uh, people on the grass. So we were really playing for people up in the low drafters area. So it was kind of weird. It was like, we couldn't really see anybody. People were starting to come uh, on the field and and like we'd be playing a song, you know, lack of communication. Please get off the field. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You'd hear uh, that chiming in. But uh, it was fun just to play with the guys. It was a, it was a fun show. We opened okay. for Warrant and got to say hi to Robbie Crane, who's filling in uh, with the band. Right. Right and so that was cool. And yeah, no, it was just a good gig. Very good. Not too much else to tell about it. Right. You know, we have a little story about Robbie Crane. He um, was not too long ago, they did the uh, farewell to the IDL ballroom here in Tulsa. It's a, a venue where, where a lot of bands would come and play, and I guess he was like in St. Louis or something like that, and he oh. had to like take an Uber. He missed his flight. He missed his flight right. or something like that or got canceled, and so he had to take an Uber all the way from St. Louis to Tulsa, and I think it cost like $500 Uber ride. <laughs> right. I'm surprised the driver even did it. I know. No, I know. It's amazing. Well, and and just to kind of circle back to the show, you guys had a pretty busy summer and fall. It looked, you know, you guys did Rocklahoma, and I hope that was a, as fun for you as it was for us. You guys went down to Texas, and I guess the leg ended in New York. And then you've also got, I want to put this up here on the screen, November 11th, you guys are going to be playing with Vince Neal uh, at the, is that pronounced Pippa or is it just P-I-P-A Event Center? I'm not sure how to say that. <laughs> I think it is Pippa. Okay. Scotty Pippa. Scotty Pippa. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. He's an awesome player. So tell Who's us a little bit about that. Piper. Like Piper. The yeah, there you yeah, go. That's, that's, now you're talking. The, the Pippa. <laughs> so you got that show coming up. Um, do you guys do a lot of stuff with Vince or is this just kind of a rare, rare show? It's not him? the... F- it's not the first time that we, but it's been a long time. I mean, the last time I think we played with Vince was around like 2004 or something like that. So it's been a good amount of time, but it's awesome because they have such a history together from the sunset strip. Sure. sure. God, the stories, Uh, the stories those two guys could tell. Wow. Right. They were both house bands at, uh, Gazzari's. So, uh, back in, in the, uh, early 80s they would play like two shows a night up there be like motley and rat so if you were up in that local area there you were definitely going to see those shows God, that was, to, to, to have been there uh i saw i saw in the stephen piercy documentary you were talking about you uh you would go see them as an underage kid uh right. see rat play so that's kind of yeah cool. well i was fortunate you know as I've, I've said many times that uh uh, you know, I've known him since I was uh, 15, and he moved in across the street from my uh, family back then. And so he was always cool and hooked me up. So I had been seeing Rat with the original guys wow. uh, back in the you know late 80s till you know the early 90s when Steven started. Uh, so he moved. Our- his family moved in across the street from you in where San Diego. Yeah, Carlsbad. I know exactly uh, where it is. I'm a San Diego native myself. I'm from Coronado. 
Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, you know, La Costa to be exact, but yeah, it was around, uh, I think, 87, end of 87. He had uh, bought the ho- this house across the street, and uh, my mom uh, was like, hey, do you know who Rat is? And of course, being a headbanger's ball young kid, of course, I uh, told her I knew who Rat was. She's like, well, the singer just moved in across the street. Don't wow. tell anybody. Wow. wow. That's crazy. Like, what? Wow. Uh, so it was a, it was an exciting time just kind of aligning myself to meet with him, uh, back then. And, uh, I remember when you'd be walking his dog or anything like that, I would, uh, take my little amp and I had, a, a, I did start playing guitar at that time. That was like the first year I started playing when I was 15. And of course I had a whammy bar and all this. And I remember I would put my amp in the window and just turn it up. And just bro, do crazy dive bombs to get his attention. Wow. He'd be like, cool. what the hell is going on over there? And then shortly after, uh, I had a bands that would be playing in the garage and uh, he would get a kick out of hearing that. Yeah. And I would be like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm going to make it, man. I'm going to make it someday. Right. And, uh, and he was cool. He kind of produced me uh, in the beginning, like whatever bands I had, he, uh, helped pay for some recordings and things. And he was uh, definitely, you know, helping to promote my my bands back then. Wow, what a really special That's connection. That's pretty cool yeah. for him to just to like start supporting, you know, his neighbor and, and everything that you're doing back then. <laughs> now, that was your, now what solo band was that of you? Was that Anti-Division or, or I guess that no, would be? Uh, it was a band called Voodoo. Ah, yeah. In the beginning, uh, you know, the the very early 90s, it was his name that got us at least. Uh, we were like, hey, we're being managed by Stephen Piercy. You got a right. gig, you know, or you got to play cool. it. And then uh, shortly after, uh, Rock, with it's Rock 105.3 now, but they used to be Rock 102.1. Mm. And at that time, they brought us on as a, a on the local hour to uh, play our music and then that springboarded into getting on regular rotation. So we were like a big fish in a small pond uh, voodoo. Uh, And we actually back then sold about 5,000 records just in San Diego. But nobody ever heard of us outside of San Diego, but we would be on the radio (laughs) here and we'd play with all the uh, national acts that came through. I remember we got to open for Arcade uh, oh, wow. At a New Year's Eve gig, which was Stephen's band, he did. Yeah, uh, after Rat with Fred Curry. I remember that was pretty awesome because he was actually cool enough to let me come on stage with them when they played Round and Round, and he gave me his uh, Les Paul to put on, his uh, a white Les Paul. Wow. And I remember that was like one of the bigger gigs I had done at the time, uh, and it was cool. And Frankie, of course, uh, in the band, Frank Wilsey. Uh, which I always thought him and Donnie were so cool in arcade. Um, they had like, they just had that classic rock look. Um, and you could tell they were rock stars, you know? Wow. So I was cool. kind of a, sh- I was a schlubby, you know, ni- 90s guy with the flannel and the <laughs> <laughs> combat boots. Yeah, totally. I still wear combat boots. Yeah. But, right on. But, you, you know, know that- I, I shopped at thrift stores and stuff. And these guys, actually wore like rock star clothes and you know i remember being in the elevator after that show and and uh seeing frankie and donnie 
and just feel, I was pretty intimidated. Actually, I was like, holy, it was like being in the elevator with Aero, Aerosmith or something. Wow. You know? Yeah. And uh, I looked at myself and I'm like, oh, I look like a schlub and these guys are <laughs> so cool looking. Uh, but, you know, flash forward, I've got to play with Frankie for almost 20 years and it's been so fun. And we are kind of different, but it, it somehow it works. And uh, even as, as people were a little bit different, but we still enjoy hanging out. We always uh, have a similar sense of humor and enjoy each other's company. And stuff. Nice. So having those guys, you know, sort of, put their you know put you under their wing there had to be a point where you're like hey that's really cool these guys are you know helping us and guiding us and kind of showing us you know the streamline of to rock and roll and then suddenly you get this you know call to actually play with steven i bet that had to been like you know mind-blowing for you (laughs) it was um you know funny enough uh and I, I believe it was like 2000, the beginning of 2000, he had uh, said to me, hey, I'm going to start a band and it's going to be called Nitronic and I'm going <laughs> to go out there and play. Do you want to play? And and at the time I, I was playing in a, a band called 13A, which was uh, had members of Asphalt Ballet. If you ever oh, yeah, sure. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it had Jay uh, and Mick from asphalt were in the band and it was kind of a heavy uh version the singer went on to play in temple of brutality with uh dave elfson later uh but we were winning like battles of the bands and i was i was a loyal guy you know back then even though this opportunity came up we had already put a couple years together into trying to make it you know as an original band and I remember at the time, I, I just didn't know what, I had never been on tour and Steven's talking about this Nitronic thing. And I remember thinking, uh, I was about like 25 or six at the time. And I go, how's anybody gonna know that's Steven? Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> the connection, I'm like, this could be a total disaster. You know, and I don't know if I wanna get uh, stuck out there, you know, or whatever. And I remember I kind of went, ah, I'm busy. And I kind of blew it off, which was totally stupid. Mm-hmm. Of me. It was stupid because the band that ended up uh the singer moved away shortly after and it was like wow i would have like totally blown the biggest opportunity in my life Mm. but fortunately uh the guitar player that he had there was some issue going on and i caught wind of it he was like i may need you out here like start working on the songs and then about a a week later he's like okay i definitely need you out here Mm, and the band was already they were already on the road and um their next show was in chicago or something like that and i basically was flown out there uh no rehearsals uh i don't even think we got more than a line check uh and i just had to go out there and play but i got thrown to the wolves thrown (laughs) to the wolves exactly and this was before YouTube and Facebook and all that. So I was online trying to find like tabs of the songs, and, <laughs> you know, I hadn't been really like doing much shreddy guitar stuff. Cause I had just come out of the nineties where it wasn't cool. Right. It wasn't cool. You know, like in fact, like labels, to my recollection, were like, is the band playing guitar solos? Mm-hmm. They are, we don't want them. Right. You know, they would have they would have a checklist of things they didn't want. And the and the grunge bands, you know, if they played a solo, it had to be like affected pentatonic. Right. Scale, simple bluesy. Or just a melody line like Kurt Cobain. It was, you know? a, it was right. a 
That was a dark period, man. It was a dark period. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> I liked Thank it. you. It was, it was good. I liked it. I was an Alice in Chains guy, big time, and, and a Nirvana guy. But uh, I came back to, to where I started, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Eric, well, the, reason, the reason why they say it's dark, though, is because they're guitar players who play like to play solo. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I started playing when I was That's 12. True. That's See, true. See, my story's like kind of very similar. I started playing when I was 12, and just when I started getting good at solos... Well, man, damn, damn you if you're playing them because it just what it just was not accepted except for guys like Dimebag. He got away with it, and you know Jerry Cantrell a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know I I want to lead into this next question now that we're talking about guitar solos. I got really excited when I read that some of your main influences are, of course, Eddie Van Halen, George Lynch, and Jakey e. Lee. George and Jake are two of my biggest influence. George is my biggest influence, but Jakey e. Lee also tell me what about those three guys just that, that you fell in love with i think it was it was more probably the timing back then like uh because around when i was uh 15 i think um that's when jake was playing in ozzy's band and I, the, the friend of mine ray that lived in the neighborhood that was also just starting to play guitar at that time uh he had like the ozzy tapes and stuff and he was playing me some of the that music at the time uh and uh what was it um bark at the moon ultimate sin it was the ultimate sin record and i remember hearing it it was just so cool and heavy metal and we were like that magical time of playing guitar when you're just learning how to play these awesome songs and you're like oh my god i'm playing it you know, uh, and it was, th- those were, those were good memories, uh, yes. back then. But, and it, so it was just timing that he happened to be in the hip Aussie band as the guitar player at the time I got exposed to him, mm-hmm. uh, through my friend. And of course, you know, the videos, uh, uh MTV videos, uh, now, being, he, was, he, was, was great. he was from San Diego too. Did you know him at all prior to Jakey Lee? No, I didn't. I mean, I've learned about that connection more. Uh, through the years of hearing stuff and i know uh like for example warren uh demartini was Mm -hmm. uh i believe roommates with jake right yeah back then and that's how because jake initially played in mickey rat right with steven and uh maybe even when they changed to to rat Mm -hmm. but um i recall he got the gig in ozzy and uh at that time he uh to to help route out he said hey take my roommate warren he's young but he's a shredder and at the time i think warren was probably only 17. you know he hadn't even finished high school yet or he might have been 18. and uh so that was how warren got his break but it's all connected like the the west coast shredder guitar players here from southern california warren and uh, and george lynch have that weird style of picking they have that open both of them played that open hand kind of thing Mm mm-hmm now, yeah, they they have like more pull off kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. Sliding pull off than so much. Jake was more. He picked a lot of things. Yes. I think more than Warren and and uh, George. But yeah, all their guitar playing at the time was kind of a, fr- a fresh, different approach. Yeah. Especially George Lynch and uh, Jake. Uh, so that was just exciting. As, as you guys know, you're, you're my age. Uh, that was just exciting times, and they were flashy-looking dudes, and they made it look so fun and awesome. Sure. And, Absolutely. You know, 
I we're going like, we're yeah, to we're going to talk a lot about um, Smash and A View to a Thrill, which I guess you have that album cover right behind you. Which That's is right. A, I love those two albums. I can listen to those any day of the week. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Every one of those, both those albums to me are just amazing. I love the craft that you got, especially you did a lot of engineering, I guess, on there and writing. You write, wrote a bunch of songs on there, which was pretty awesome and you join Steven Piercy and then all of a sudden you he kind of lets you just kind of you know give out your your expertise take and, the reins, and take the reins ah. of, of this band and, and I mean that, that had to be really really cool for him you know for you to go wow you're letting me bring in my own songs and and kind of do right. some arrangements and all sorts of stuff he he always was cool I mean uh, even going back to the 90s I recall him in, in the late 90s having me come up to do write some songs with him basically hmm. uh which some of them ended up on his like compilation of demos type records that he's done before and laughter comes to mind uh there's some of them showed up on there where and that was the first time i met matt thorne from rough cut, rough rough cut, cut right from rough cut and he's Matt's also from san his, diego he is also from san diego that's a lot of san diego people i'm, I'm a proud san diegan so <laughs> I, I i that's all cool with me well, I'm going to try to stay living here as long as I can until rent hits a million dollars. So you're still you're still there. Wow, cool. Right. That's I, awesome. I, I live in Oceanside, North County. Yeah, I was born in Balboa Hospital, man. Sweet, it's crazy. Let's... Now, are you are you uh, a Chargers fan? Now that they moved uh, to LA, I, I, I not since like I, I was never really a sports fan to be honest. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I mean, after 1994, when uh, Chargers lost Super the Super Bowl, I think mm-hmm. it was just kind of dark from uh, then on. And- we've had we've had, we've known nothing but two World Series with the Padres and both losses and one Super Bowl and loss for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, I've never been too into sports, but um, on on your on your point earlier about the Stephen uh, having me play. Uh, he always was open to doing demos and things, but it, over the years, I've given him lots of material. And what was funny about Smash is when he finally got the deal through Frontiers, he he had sandbagged all these songs I had given him over the years. Mm-hmm. So some of them, uh, Jamie and these other songs, he's, he had been sitting on for like almost a decade. And then he just whipped them out when it came time to record the record. I was like, this one? Oh, I was like, oh, wow, that's an old idea. Okay. Do I still remember how to play that one? <laughs> I did have to relearn. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't that hard to play, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes the catchier songs aren't necessarily the most complicated. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, so people ended up liking it. I don't know what they were going to think of it. Um, but it was awesome that he actually got a, a, a legit budget to do at least the two records uh, through Frontiers, and that's what gave us the uh, the money to be able to go into Matt's place and get a good quality uh, recordings uh, for it. And yeah, I did help him uh, write it, all the material. I did all the music, and then he writes most of his vocals and everything, so we just kind of 50-50 uh on there but and we're gonna do it again we're uh right now trying to figure out if what we're gonna do label wise because he's kind of a free agent mm-hmm. right now but we're sitting on a ton of songs to do a a third it'll actually be his i think sixth uh solo record so we're wow. looking wow that's amazing and it, it's i'm sure it's going to be just as good as especially the last two and i know you've been on uh earlier projects but those those last two albums are just 
phenomenal. Your guitar playing is phenomenal. You channel Robin Crosby, especially on Smash. You can almost it's almost like hearing Robin Crosby on a lot of stuff. And it's, <laughs> it's, it, that's I mean, a high compliment. <laughs> well, you you fit you you fit the blend that Stephen Piercy. You know, when you listen to Stephen, you yes. almost gotta kind of hear that kind of Warren D. Martini Robin stuff, and and you, you sure. channel him perfectly. And like yes. we just brought up Jamie, and I just love your riff on that song, and and shit, the whole album, just the way the your tone and everything, and your guitar is just oh, sounds phenomenal. Thank you for the, the compliments. Um, well, it's not going to be worse than those. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'll, it'll be on par. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always tried to uh, keep an upward trajectory with uh, guitar playing. I didn't come out, you know, right out. I, I never went to GIT or anything like that. I kind of had to learn on the run, on the mm-hmm. fly, if you will. Uh, and I've gotten better. It's, you know, some of the stuff has taken years to kind of actually play to be honest you know i'm not like a phenomenal guy i'm just somebody you know didn't give up and just uh but i think that yeah on the newer songs i i definitely left room to bring the shred level up a little bit so they'll definitely be hearing some uh cool solos on the new thing that i put my heart into you know well let me ask you this you said steven's a free agent so he's kind of looking for a label are you guys going to go ahead and and begin this recording process before he's signed uh to the to his future label or are you going to wait until that happens um i would like to wait you know uh i i don't he doesn't really like to deal with the headache of distribution and uh he would prefer to like almost lease out the record to these labels like where they might maybe have it for like five years and then he gets back the rights to it i think is usually never heard of that he works out that's cool i mean he could technically do it but it's it's complicated you know because uh in the the way the platforms are worked out you know something comes out and people are putting it up on youtube the next day (laughs) yeah so challenging or you have uh obviously the more corporate uh ones spotify and all these ones that yeah it's part of a subscription based service but certainly it's not trickling down to the artists you know yeah. what i mean no, no. not it's, at all I, I thought frontiers was a good good match or a good mix with you guys you know the, the way they handle a lot of the old school bands and and the way they throw out their albums and and bring back and they, a lot of their albums just sound great so uh, was there a fallout with frontiers or just something you just want to move away from or maybe that's just something you can't talk about um, I, I wouldn't say there was a fall i mean they really uh apparently changed their uh their whole vibe of, of what they're doing i mean they've, they've had more of the local keyboard uh melodic right progressive sounding bands like hmm. younger though there's like they're trying to showcase uh which isn't a bad thing at all you know but uh they're i think they experimented with having a lot of the 80s guys on there mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it was a headache for them you'd have to ask them <laughs> right <laughs> but uh you know I, I usually like aspiring bands are more easygoing and probably don't expect as much uh but I've seen some cool videos from some of their newer bands uh, that they have. Uh, We had initially, it was a three record deal. And then um, Steven wanted to renegotiate that for some reason, which, you know, I kind of wish we had just done it that way, Mm -hmm. but we didn't know what was coming down the road with COVID and all this, you know, that was, 
So we, we would have probably already had uh, another record out if it wasn't for that. Um, I realized that a lot of bands rushed out to do something in during the lockdowns. Right. But I was more or less just wanting to wait because if you can't go tour to promote it, and that's right. Whatever, what's the point? Right. You know, they, he was, Scott was saying that, you know, you have that guitar sound, that kind of that Robin, you know, you know, the, mm-hmm. the sound that goes with Stephen Pierce. But we, my band played with you guys at Oklahoma and I got to see you guys at Soundcheck. And of course, Stephen wasn't there. So someone had to do the singing. And, uh, Man, it was sounded just like Steven. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. <laughs> it might have been me. Yeah, but, um, I, it was. It was. Get Scott, we we get. We also have uh, Scott Coogan. Of, yeah, uh, yeah. He's a great love. singer. He's great, right? Uh, he was, you know, most recently with uh, LA, LA Guns, Guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ace Frehley, Lita Ford. Um, so he's a he, he's certainly an asset, you know, with uh, vocals. Um, that was cool to have him back. Uh, it was the first time having him back in a while when we did that run uh, where you guys saw us at, at Rocklahoma. And it, it was a fun uh, week. You know, we we actually drove ourselves. I rented a badass Suburban. Wow. Well, my story, the, my favorite story from the Rocklahoma is, is I, you guys got pulled over for not having your lights on on the way, oh, to, the, man. On the, way yeah, to the gig. Oh, man. That yeah. did happen. That did happen. The cop was cool. Yeah, I, I guess uh, our, our bassist Jerry doesn't have a dry, a valid driver's license. Oh, <laughs> and uh, Stephen's like, "Oh yeah, let's get Jerry to drive. You know, he'll drive." And I guess there was was a lack of communication there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyways, when we left for the first gig, yeah, I was. Uh, they were gonna follow me, and I think I had uh, Frankie and Scotty. Uh, with me and we were driving to the event which was close by the hotel and I noticed by the by the first light they had nailed those guys but it was a trip how many cops are actually right in that area prior yeah yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's probably because of Rocklahoma they probably amp it up okay you know what I'm saying but yeah uh, they did they were I'm like sure. sharks in the ocean when you see sharks shark oh attack. yeah 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 That's so funny. small t- small town cops man Hey, like it's our big money making day. We're gonna bust some ass. Yeah. That's and make right. Money right. today. That's right. Yeah. Hey, we'll no, just. But, but, oh, shout out to the to the cops of prior though that they would they let those guys go. Thank That's you. That's cool, man. man it would have ruined our gig, right. and they didn't. We'll just keep you a few more minutes. There's a couple other things I want to ask you about. Um, I read a recent interview with you. I don't know how recent it was, but. Uh, it has to be fairly recent, but you mentioned a band, Chaotic Resemblance. Now, we know those guys. Well, we know yeah. one of the guys used to be in that band. He's from here, Stevie Sheholt. He's a friend of ours. How did you oh. guys get to know them? Because you were pretty complimentary of them in that interview. Okay. Um, you know, those guys I first met in Las Vegas. They they were opening uh, for Piercy when we were playing Vamped. Okay. Vamped Vegas. And we were like, who are these kids? They were like these super young guys they looked like a young skewed row or yes. something you know with the uh, when we first saw them and uh it was pretty amazing because they had uh totally like captured the angsty uh vibe of the late 80s you know right. it was just awesome that they even liked that kind of music um so you couldn't help but uh like them and it was cool to have them open for us a couple times so i think that's how i first uh recalled meeting them very so cool now i know you went from, you know, basically like local band stuff. You're you're trying to get out there in San Diego and do your thing, and then you you get with Steven and you start doing some some things with him. What was the transition like, as far as how a band is organized 
you know, locally, and then you have to go do these things with, you know, a bigger right. name like Stephen Piercy. Was it night and day for you? Or you know, oh yeah, I, you know, I hadn't really been anywhere else. Uh, I think the the 13A band I was in, we went to Mexico or something. That was about it. Right. Uh, so all of a sudden, I was on this like million dollar Prevost bus. Uh, cruising down and living on a bus it was like a lifestyle i had never been a part of but it was so awesome you just like party all night and then just <laughs> go to sleep on the bus at 6 a.m and then somehow you appear at the, the next gig it's like you're living this uh rock star fantasy and it just you do it every day for a couple months and it's uh it was amazing i, I remember getting off the first tour and just being so full of life and excited about what had happened and uh just was hoping he was going to have me come back to do it again uh and you know he ended up letting me hang out for another 20 years <laughs> hey that's you know can't so, complain about yeah, that that's no. that's a no. good deal right there no. you know with, with doing research on all things eric i didn't never i've never understood when rat was going through this period of trying to find guitar players and in you know, recently uh what sanders left and I was wondering, well, I was like, well, why isn't Eric just go in there? Because he, he's perfect. He right. sounds great with Steven. I don't understand. But after reading, I guess you were once asked to join Rat, and then it kind of got pulled from underneath you. Tell me a little um, bit about that. Right. I, I don't know if I was asked by the band as much as, uh, you know, Piercy – I was I was the one he was uh, likely voting for at the time. Okay, but you know there is politics, you know, involved with that. And I believe with this last incarnation uh, of the band, um, if if I heard correctly through the grapevine, uh, I think Juan didn't want to use anybody from Steven's solo band, hmm. and so they had to decide on somebody else. So uh, I'm not sure what. Juan's connection was to the other guys. I know they did keep the drummer from uh, uh, Black and Blue. Oh yeah, uh, Pete, is that Pete, Pete, Pete Holmes, right? Yeah, yeah I loved drummer. Black and Blue. They were killer. Yeah, that they were a cool band, and, and he, uh, he's a good dude and everything. Um, and he, but he was the only guy that survived from the local bands of these two guys. You know, that got to yeah. like, gotcha. play. I but I, I was just gonna say, you know, that really didn't bum me out that much. I mean. Uh, I knew that I was going to continue to play for Steven that, you know, even if they were going to try to work as much as possible for that, for that year or two, I knew we were still going to work together. And that, that is a longer term employment than, you know, this version. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. They're going to do a a reunion. I do, I do feel that they're going to do at some point an original guy, uh, farewell or if you will or, or really? something sure. like that sure and so you know I, I in the fan base i think most people uh, love carlos cavazzo in the band so yeah 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 a it, funny it, story about that is i did uh try out for rat i did actually get a tryout back at the same day carlos cavazzo joined the band wow uh, yeah, I was called up there, and I so I did get to play. It was when Robbie Crane was uh, still a member of the band. Right. It was like at least probably a year or two before he or Juan came back into the fold. But uh, so I did get to play with Warren and Bobby and uh, Robbie, and it was uh, it was awesome. But I think they already knew they were going to be taking Carlos, so they were just mm. kind of appeasing Stephen <laughs> with having me come up. Gotcha. Uh, 
because I could tell, uh, even though we jammed a long time, like there was other guitar players that tried out. I'm not going to name uh, who they were, but uh, most of them just played like one song and they were like, okay, thanks. You right. know, where mm. when they played with me, they're like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we played for like an hour wow. uh, and went over all the songs. And then um, and then all of a sudden Carlos had shown up and I saw uh, him, Warren, come up and just give him a big man hug. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't have this gig. Oh, <laughs> man. But yeah, <laughs> man. I know what's happening here. Um, and I was OK with that. Whatever. Like I said, I you know, everything happens for a reason, as they say. Uh, and, you know, shortly after that, we ended up getting the Frontiers deal and I got to, you know, make these cool records with Steven and we're going to make another one. And uh, who knows what my role would have been in, in Rat, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that would have just been, I mean, I'm sure in most cases they're, you know, they have the original guys and anybody else that comes in is probably not, is, probably isn't going to be taken into consideration. Right, much. right. right. Well, it's, a, it's a great opportunity, you know, no matter if it's Steven or, or Rat. I mean, just probably the connections you're making are just mind-blowing mm-hmm. out of this world, you know. You know, that's I just, you guys. Yes. Yeah. There you well, go. That's right. And, and hey, I got to ask you, because I've just been enjoying this the whole time you've been talking. We are cat people, and you obviously yes. have a cat. What is your cat's your name? Cat just that's got Piercy. Um, this is uh, Kylie. Oh, my gosh. Cat out yeah, of the cellar right there. Cat. I love that cat. That is He's a beautiful. So cool. It's a girl, right? Yep. Yeah. Most torties are girls. Um, if it's a, a male, they're usually sterile, a little animal factoid. Really? Huh. Did not but, know. Uh, yeah, she, um, she <laughs> I, I got seven years ago. Wow. And she's my bud. We just live here in my apartment, and it's awesome. So cool. Oh, love it. I, I had to bring that up because she's just too cute back there. She's She's been arching her back and walking around the whole time you've been talking. Now I, got, I got to prop her up a little bit here. There we go. Right, let's go full <laughs> she's screen. She's kind of hard right. to see. There she is. What a pretty kitty. So she yeah. tolerates your crazy schedule, huh? <laughs> That's so great. That's the thing about me is even when I would go out of town for like two nights, man. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> That's so wow. awesome, man. Uh, I love it. Like what the hell? Uh, she, she's sweet. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. real quick, like I said, and just, I have one more question. Okay, as well. you go first, and I'll go last. Okay. He mentioned the documentary, and and it's a great documentary. It shows Stephen going back and back in San Diego and into his old home and everything. And and you have some cameo, some appearances on, in that documentary as well. I think you're sitting at the whiskey or something like that. But, Neely from the classic metal show. Ah, yes. Hail and kill. <laughs> right. So they mention in, in the documentary about the battles that Stephen had to go through. And he basically, you know, lays it out that he had to do all this and, and he had kept everything secretly about having cancer and, and he'd gone through the doctors and everything was fine. And, and he was, everything was up and up at that point. And then suddenly all of a sudden, all these news, these music news sites come out with the headline, Stephen Piercy, you know, battles, Di- dire news, bio, battles, cancer and all this stuff. Like, like it's just fresh news. And it's something that he went through a long, you know, a while back right, that he had recovered scary times though. I mean, get hearing that was pretty devastating. Yeah. Uh, Take us through you know, that. that. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was a couple years back. 
and you know it, it was just like a, a, a call you don't want to get you know right. what I mean? and uh of course you think the worst but the guy is like one of the most resilient uh men i've ever met you know as far yeah. as like this guy partied so hard in the 80s you have no idea like oh, going right. through the 90s but he's like a a piece of leather or yeah. something you know it's like he could take it you know and uh he but he he's also it has a lot of healthy aspects to his life that people don't probably realize that he really eats really well mm -hmm. uh he doesn't eat a lot but he, what, he, what he does eat is like more organic uh foods he doesn't eat junk food or anything so he's probably he's... scared to get a gut like mine <laughs> i know i'll eat i eat the worst shit yeah, uh, me too but, uh, you know i can i love to eat and cook and things and it's uh but i need to uh curb that because we are going to go out and play some more and i i want to look good in my tight jeans there you yeah. go. absolutely there you yeah go. yeah <laughs> That's funny. Well, tell us a little bit. So we talked about the shows you guys have done, and we talked about the one coming up on November 11th. So uh, what what does the rest of this year and the next year look like as far as you guys' live shows out there? Well, I know I have to advance. Uh, the first week of December, we have uh, five shows happening uh, on the East Coast, which will be uh, like Pennsylvania, a couple of New York and uh, a massachusetts uh gig these are like upstate new york so at this point i'm just uh, hoping that the air that uh, there's no more weird mandates that mm. further hinder uh musicians like it's like anything like a, a mandate regarding you know domestic flying is gonna make that challenging but if everything holds as is uh it looks like uh starting december 1st we're gonna do one of our dangerous winter tours <laughs> so, <laughs> wow uh, make sure your lights are on yeah. right mm -hmm. uh you'll be seeing us um yeah keep our lights on no I, we've done all kinds of stuff like that we would always do uh steven piercy xxx miss <laughs> tours or whatever they would be like at the worst parts of the country you should be in <laughs> that time right. right we're dangerous dudes you know we don't care we're <laughs> dangerous but worth the risk fantastic dangerous but worth the risk man you've given us a lot of great information today and we want to make sure the people out there watching keep in touch with you is the best place for people to kind of follow you is it on facebook or do you have other platforms you prefer it, you know i know that sounds so lame it, it is only facebook right now and it's not that i like like facebook i think that i'm older and i just started giving up on all the other stuff i was I like you. i can't I don't want to keep doing this, although I wish there was a platform everybody was flocking to that had nothing to do with those guys that yeah. had the reach that Facebook does. But, sure. you know, I, I continue to keep it mo as my most uh, mostly just for music. I don't really post uh, my personal thoughts on there, uh, but they can find me just under my name, Eric Ferentinos, and okay. give a follow to me. I know I need to scrub some people off there. So right. <laughs> I've been starting to do that because I, I do have like close to 5,000 people on there. And some of them, right. I'm not sure if they're even following me. So I have to sure. root out some, but if they send me a thing, I'll, I'll check you out and accept you and right on. get a hold of me there. And cool. I'll be posting shows that are coming up. 
please do. We totally appreciate all your time today. I know you're tired. I know how it is to be after a show. You feel like you've been hit by a truck. Yeah, tell me about so, that. Do you uh, feel like crap the day after shows? Because I know I do. It's like my neck hurts. I, I feel like crap right now. Like even my fingers and my toes. Even. My joints. My because I'm a bass player and my joint and you know we're the same age. My joints now. I could feel it like after a few nights of playing right here. <laughs> right. Um, I I'm I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little frazzled today. Yeah. I uh, I just couldn't sleep last night for some reason like you were excited about talking to us (laughs) exactly i'm like oh this podcast this podcast um no like hotel rooms kind of suck i think that's the one thing about touring that's kind of a bummer is uh you know especially if you have any kind of allergies or anything like Mm. that uh but if if you have the windows closed it's a stuffy allergy fest and it's hard to get the the air right in there you're like, is this going to be the day I get Legionnaire's disease? <laughs> uh, but uh, we did have a window, but we were right by the freeway. So it was like, uh, it was just, oh, no. I just wasn't comfortable there last night. And the funny thing is I, I only live like 30 miles away. I could have totally just come home. Yeah. And I probably should have. Well, we're uh, gonna... you know, a little tired, but, but it was, I, I am excited to talk to you guys. You're really good people. And I, Thank I you. wish Thanks the best you. for the show. I hope I got uh, some new people to follow you today. I'm <laughs> sure you them. did. And we, we certainly will be watching for all the cool things that are going to be coming out of your camp in the in the upcoming months. And, uh, man, you're such a great guy. Yeah, but very go, cool. Go get some rest. You and your kitty just chill out, watch some football. There she is. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. You don't watch, watch Okay, watch something that you enjoy then, and, yeah. and we're going to cut you loose. But we truly appreciate Eric Ferentinos for joining us here on Tulsa Music Stream today. Thanks so much, Eric. You take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Thanks, guys. Eric. Hope You're to a cool see dude, you again. Man. I appreciate it. See you, buddy. Bye-bye now. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye. Cool. There you go. You know, Eric view, to a, view to a Thrill is a James Bond-themed album, you know, with all the titles and uh-huh. all the lyrics and stuff. And, you know, it would be interesting to know, like, what a day – in the studio with Stephen Piercy would I'll be like. I'll tell you what those are in a little bit. I'm, I'm listening. What a day in the studio with Stephen Piercy would be like. Right. You know, just him, how he records, because, I mean, his vocals on both those albums, to me, sounds just as good as some of the, a lot of things that he does on any you, other you know, I agree. You know what's weird with singer, some singers and some bands, you know, they're not, like Stephen Piercy's a very distinct voice and has his own sound, you know, or in other words, he can go out and play solo shows like that and, and, it, and it still kind of sounds like Rat and, you know, yes. so, um, yeah, man, those, al- those albums are actually very cool and, and very Rat sounding because of Stephen's very unique right. voice and, uh, yeah, you know, sure. I saw an interview with uh, Steven, and he, you know, Infestation is a really kick-ass rat album, you know, and but you know because of you know Juan wasn't on that album, he just never felt like it was a you know a complete rat album. Um, but he, you know, after Smash came out and and it, it did very well. I mean, a lot of people mm-hmm. thought the album kicked ass and and got you know critically acclaimed. Including us, we, I remember the first time you played it for me. I thought, so, man, this is yeah. Great. And he was saying, you know, if we do another Rat album, it, it's got to do, it's got to be better than these solo albums that I'm doing. You know, it, I'm not going to release a Rat album that's not right. up to par with what I'm now doing solo wise. You know, so 
you know, it has to, you know, step up its game and be just as good, if not better, than, than his solo stuff. And that's yeah. just how Steven kind of views a lot of things. You know, he thinks that Rat should always, you know, take superior over anything solo-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been like his that. baby for a long, long time right. since sure. he was a teenager. Sure. you got to understand that. But that was a great interview. We really appreciate Eric coming on with us. And as we told you guys at the beginning of the episode, and we've been kind of promoting it this week, this is our last episode in this studio slash home, and it's been a wonderful, wonderful ride here. The stream will continue when we get uh, settled into the new place and get everything hooked up. We have to have people come out like Cox has to come out and get us hooked back up. You and said Cox. I did. You know, all those people have to come out and get us going again. So there will be streams in the future. We don't have a date for the next one, but but just be watching the page. But we thought it would be kind of fun to just go back and look at some screenshots from the very beginning. And, and I just laughed when I pulled this up. So here's a screenshot. This is episode one. Wow. Totally grainy. <laughs> you can't even make out our faces. The sunshine is beating through the porch. We've got the fog machine yeah, down there's there. There's that large crack in the... There's the crack in the patio that we're saying goodbye to. So this is where it all started more than a year ago. And I interviewed Scott and... I remember after this, we, we both looked at each other and said, man, that was fun. We, we're going to keep this going. And, of course, this is when the pandemic lockdown had really set in. And yeah. and uh, so we kept it rolling. And we're just going to scroll through some different screenshots here. Still grainy, still looking pretty bad. But, you know, we're inside. And this is episode five. And, and that was still when it was shot with an iPad. Wow. There you are. There I am. And I think this was the night that we did uh, Fan Appreciation Night. I think that was uh, when we did the Spot Awards. Was I hosting or guest there? I think you were a guest host on Fan Appreciation Night. I think we brought you in as that. Okay. And so that was one of the first times you sat in that middle chair. Here's episode 15. Greg's looking somber there, but I think he's just deep in thought. I was going to say, I don't look as well there. I look, I don't look as good looking You grew there. a beard. I don't know what happened. But yeah, there's Greg Kozak. That, that was the night we talked to David Dover, and that was such a neat interview uh, yeah. on episode 15. And then here came Phil Lewis. Wow. Yeah. That was a fun time when he actually came <laughs> here physically to cool. the house. Yeah. And I remember how nervous we were. And Didn't you say that you had him clean your kitchen? Right. Uh, I hope, yeah, yeah, I... I he didn't do a great job, but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, he came in and had yeah. a had a great time. Right. Yeah, we had 91 viewers watching live that night, so that was yeah. a cool deal. I think it got over 100 at one point, which was cool. <laughs> there we were, and this was when you were definitely on the crew because we've got the banner oh, back yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, was he our... F- well, we did Lita, well, we did Lita Ford and Phil Lewis, yeah. and then... Um, was he the third one? Mm-hmm. I think he, yeah, he was probably the third national artist, and this was such a great interview as well. Um, he's such a nice guy. Mark, yeah, he, Mark. Was, he was a gentleman for sure. And then episode 33, wow. Remember how excited we were this day when we interviewed Rudy Sarzo? I, I do. Yeah. We, we were so excited. We went out to, to lunch to celebrate after that show. At the Mexican restaurant. And that was a lot of fun. And then we had uh, episode 40. We were missing you that night, but that was when we uh, talked to yeah. Billy Sheehan. I was bummed. Man, I know. But, you know, you guys can you can see how things have progressed. Do you think that we can Photoshop me sitting in that chair? We can do whatever you want. Hmm. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, we, we yeah. can do that. You, you like can, a, like, you but make it really that. little. Like a really little guy sitting down here. <laughs> but let's, let's just do that. So episode one, lame. 
Episode 40, Billy Sheehan. So things have come along. That's, that's, yeah, it's quite a progression. That's there, a, yeah, you know. I'm sorry I'm not Billy Sheehan. You know, I, I can't live up to that. So well, you I'm, know. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry that was lame. And we've had a lot of help uh, with some of these guests, too. Yes, from, we have. Uh, some, some of our friends and, and colleagues and acquaintances. Certainly. So we, we thank them for that. Con- concert goers. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. Fair goers. Appreciate all the hookups. Go goers. We also want to thank our sponsors, DEB, Concerts, Identity Merch, OKPC, GregShipman.com, and Surviving Rocklahoma. We could not have done what we've done so far without you guys, and we appreciate your support. We appreciate the viewership, and it's Sunday afternoon. And speaking of viewership, what do you got up there? Holy oh, shit. hey! Sh- shout out! Hey, shout make out. sure you you tune in for the the new studio too. It's gonna be have it's gonna have pyrotechnics and a drum riser yeah. and Elizabeth Talcott. Thank you, <laughs> Michelle Hooper, Tanya Thompson, Darian Six. Cool. Wow. Okay, I don't, I don't remember him. I like Is that, that your name? brother? I think so. <laughs> That's cool. Heather Hartness, Hartness. Billy Bristol, Hi, Heather. Jennifer Morris. Hello. Ben Thomas, yes. Tim Hewitt, ben. Teresa ben. Weber, and Angie Kay, nice. and many others. Thank you guys for tuning in. Ja- Jamie. What, do got, what do we got going? Well, Jamie has left us a nice comment. We're getting ready to talk about Jamie. Jamie says, this show is vital. Keep it going, guys. That is our plan. Yeah. And, you know, we're it's kind of a bonehead move to do this on a Sunday afternoon when a lot of folks do watch football and they just want to chill out but you know like we always say we we take the national artists when they're available and and people can always catch the replay uh and we hope they do i think most of our viewership does happen on the replays rather than live so that's a good sign that people are tuning in and checking it out and you know we're here just to help promote local and national artists this this stream is about music and our love for music and our appreciation for those who make it and create it and uh it's just a good, good, good thing to be part of, and and like he was saying, we you know we'll be in a new place and we're gonna you know do it upright, you know. Oh yeah, make it. We're gonna bring more. in the, the biggest stage show ever, so if, you know. Right, yeah. more room, what less uh, elbow dancers. <laughs> Wolf, <laughs> Wolfman Jack will be there. Right. It's true. It's true. Yeah, Cincinnati KR, uh, WKRP. Yeah, that yeah. crew will be there yeah. hosting. So before we play Jamie's song, what is Jamie's this? crime? All right, so you know I collect Beatles albums and I'm obsessed. And I and in order for me to know what versions I have, I have to read the uh, the run out groove on the on the end right before the label. Okay. And these are the carvings that are in Beatles albums that tell you different pressing plants. Is that right? So this is an East Coast pressing. That's um, a Winchester pressing that's an la pressing right there oh i huh. forgot one too here's another la i wish one. our just, viewers could see this it's, just it's a circle fascinating I'm, I'm i'm obsessed with i have to read them all the time and try to find out which versions i have and so these are just these are this right. is what's going through my head right now wow okay yeah well B- before we play this fantastic song just both of you give me maybe one or two of your favorite memories of doing the streams here in this in this place well we had jamie hooper on one time Man, we did. He's such a great. And we guy. played a song of his. Then my my favorite memories are, are doing it with you guys because it's it's wonderful to do something you love with your friends. Agreed. I agree with that. And then Rudy Sarzo was great for me. Man. I was that was that was certain separation de- amount of degrees uh, from mm. Randy Rhodes. So that was uh, that was thrilling. That was very special. Scott was was Jamie Eric Farantino's. You know, that's yeah. one of your favorites. It, the it, new the newest it, one is the best one, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all you know. 
you always the, the last the last thing is always the first on your mind right and make sure that you uh you give jamie hooper some love when we, we hear this song he's a fellow broken arrow alum Man. and um, let's talk about this song he sent this to me just a few days ago i don't i'm not sure he even knew that this was going to be the last dream for a while but I, it was such perfect timing because I really wanted something kind of special to end today, and this is it. This song is called When October Comes, and it, he wrote the song about marrying his wife. They just celebrated their anniversary on October 4th. Happy anniversary, Happy guys. anniversary. And Ben Thomas, wow, you just put some righteous guitar work on this thing. It is so, oh, man. You guys are so talented. I hope you all know how talented you are. And, you know, a lot of pop artists now, they all sound cookie cutter. Jamie does not. He has such a unique voice and a unique sound. And I truly love this song. And we're so excited to play it when October comes. So you guys enjoy this song on our way out. And please stay in touch with us on the page on Tulsa Music Stream. We will let you guys know when we're back up and running and who our next guests are. We're not ending. We're just moving. And, so. and one more thing. Yes. Next time someone pulls a cat up to the screen, we need to pull our cat up and let them kiss each other. Your, oh. your cat has been a regular on the show. <laughs> I know. But it would be so funny if they got to kiss each other. Oh, through that the screen. The oh, that would be, that'd be swell. <laughs> His cat was awesome, man. I think he said Callie. Very cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. guys, here is this fantastic song. We love you. We thank you for supporting Tulsa Music Stream all these, all these months. Please stick with us as we transition through this move. And when we come back, we'll be in our brand new studio. Stick around. Have a great Sunday. God bless you guys. Thanks for all you do. Tulsa Music Stream, we love you. See you. Have a good day. Jamie Hooper, When October Comes. God bless. i
Satan. 